BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone's having a wonderful, splendid, and just awesome day. A wonderful, splendid Tuesday. Tuesdays are an interesting day. Very nondescript, but not threatening. No, you know, I was actually thinking on the way here, um, while I was walking, I was just thinking about, like, you know, the different days and what they signify and, like, what they mean to me. And I feel like Monday gets, like, so much shit for being the woeiest woe, but, like, Tuesday's really close to being, like, fucking terrible. No, and it's like technically Tuesday is worse than Wednesday, yet Wednesdays are like a horrible day because it's the hump. Oh, really? I don't and you're th- the middle of the week. You're just like so in it. I don't think of Wednesdays as a horrible day. I think of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday as like the ideal days of the week. Monday as the worst. And then like Tuesday skates by like not getting its reputation like shot on, even though I think we should talk about it. I, like, yeah, I do think we should talk about Tuesday. It's just like a silent killer. Yeah, My it's the worst. Like guy. because it's not as obviously bad as Monday, but it has very Monday vibes. It's an SBD, silent but deadly. <laughs> yes. Some of Theo's favorite activities. But I really don't mind a Tuesday. I really don't because it's like, okay, we're enmeshed in the week. I can do this. Like, it's already begun. The hardest part of the week it's, is getting started. The hardest part of anything is just starting. That's true. That's very, very true. So... It's a Tuesday, and Tuesday, it always just, like, feels like it should be Thursday. They're so similar, same letter. It's so true. <laughs> like, Tuesdays really feel like, well, why is it not Thursday today? Yeah, like, it could be if we wanted it to be. No, it might as well be. It might as well be. Yesterday was a long day because, well, it was an, a long, enjoyable day, but I spent my day watching The Crown as I said I would. Jackie and I both strategically watched half. We, wa- we caught up to the same amount, which I think is great because we're going to recap the first half at the end of the show and then we'll recap the whole thing once we finish later this week and I just we've never done it like that before but I I have things to say no me too and And I'll forget them when like whatever big penultimate episode happens right I'm just like enjoying it so much and I was like trying to talk to Ben it's like talking to the crown uh, talking about the crown to someone who doesn't watch the crown is like it's just irrelevant. It just falls on deaf ears and he just like listens to me but he doesn't hear me I understand and I'm like Ben the balance of the monarchy, no, no. Kind of the like, future of the monarchy is weighing in the balance. Kind of like Margaret Thatcher. Like, she listens, but she, she hears, but she doesn't listen. To her daughter. To, and her, her husband on the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she actually did hear. Yeah. Um, so, yes, we will dive into that in the TV recap segment. Tonight is The Bachelorette, which we will be recapping tomorrow because we are Geisha for Tasha. Yeah, very um, exciting. But other than that, there's no TV on tonight besides The Bachelorette, right? I mean, that's a lot of TV. Uh, it's so much. But, for, like, literally, we watched six hours of TV last Wednesday, so I'm just double-checking. So now, what, what's two hours, really? Right. No, we've really been humbled. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, I had a busy day with Bruno. It was his first time watching The Crown, and so far, his thoughts, he thinks it's impeccably done. Is he, he Team Diana? Oh, you know what? He definitely has a soft spot for Diana right now, as do I. Me too. I look forward to seeing how things unfold, but like, we'll get into it. I have a soft spot for her right now. Me too. I'm going to do a total 360, no, 180 180. from what I said yesterday, um, because I've only seen the first half. I hear what you're saying initially. We'll get into it. We'll just save it, and then if you haven't watched yet, you'll definitely catch up. And he obviously loved all the animals on... The hunting. The hunting, There, the stags, there's pups, there's horses. He loves horses. He's a lover of horses. I'll have to take him to the stables one day. One day? Yeah. Um, that's fabulous. So we will be doing that in the TV recap segment. We have a 
delicious Fast Five stories. Very robust. Very robust stories. I actually have some that I'm very excited to talk about. Obviously, we'll talk about Taylor Swift. But I have one story that um, I know the redheads are going to be interested in. I think that you will, too. Well, I'm an author. Why wouldn't I be? It's a little book news. Pre-order my book, girlwithnojob.com slash book. Also, something we did not speak about because it's not really pop culture news, but I just think it's worth mentioning the fact that there's like two possible COVID vaccines on the horizon. And I just think that news should be celebrated. And now I'm seeing memes about like Pfizer versus Moderna. Moderna. And like the content is so funny. And I'm just, I'm so glad like it's even being spoken about. But you know what? This is so, I like, I'm so excited for a vaccine. Like can't wait, sign me up. But this goes back to what we're always saying or one of my general theses is that like what's, like when it rains, it pours. Like for so long, we we didn't have a vaccine, and now and now we have two. Like yeah. just like you know, things that come in doubles. Like when I have the list on my phone. When there were two Snow White movies. When there, exactly. Like that. Yeah. No, like I know that. what you mean. Like when her when Hurricane Harvey and Harvey Weinstein were both going down at the same time. Like coincidences. It was, it was a month of Harveys. Like you keep a note on your phone of like weird double coincidences. Yes, I do. And this is one of them. And Snow White is also one of them. No, that one was weird. Like Snow White and the Huntsman, and then like Snow mirror, White. Mirror, mirror. Yeah, that was bizarre. And like they literally went in theaters at the same time. Like, it was like would, space them out. We never get Snow White movies. Like no, why two in one month? I know. And like you would be at the movie theater walking down the hallway and like it was literally theater two snow white and the huntsman theater three like the other one like yeah. it was so bizarre i feel like that happens a lot like i feel like even um the jobs movies the St- yes the steve jobs movies mm-hmm. or i feel like we just got like two ted bundy things we also got like six diana documentaries like all in the same month yes like we're gonna a have few the years ago Kristen stewart one also coming out yes um that is so true i just feel like every time there's like a person of interest like a group of celebrities get together and we're gonna and are like this is gonna be like the record like we want this to be like the one and then like a bunch of celebrities a few years later like do the exact same thing and then neither of them are are right but the crown to me like is is a a really really or the closest we're ever gonna get to an accurate retelling of history i completely agree like so i believe them when they say and whatever they say about like diana like i will believe the crown yeah but watching this season is interesting because i feel like all the other seasons we watch through the lens of the queen but this season it really felt like in the beginning with margaret thatcher like we were watching the queen through margaret thatcher's Mm -hmm. lens and i was like queenie you're not being nice no i was also thinking that queenie was um was like kind of fading into the background especially with the diana stuff yeah, we were. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. But it is like I'm not looking at Diana through the Queen's eyes. I'm looking at the Queen through Diana's eyes. Yes, and, and, and the Queen's kind of bitchy. Yeah, and like all they're like the most miserable family. And all of a sudden, Margaret Thatcher comes and the house is jumping. Oh, and they were so rude to her. They were so rude to her. Like they're having so much fun. They never have fun. Okay, we need to, we need to preserve this conversation for okay. our TV recap segment. Yeah. So let's I mean, just get let's I'm, just get on with it. Let's get on with it into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Oh. No. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Do you need the first aid kit? Oh, yes. Give me my RDH medicine. I think it's in your hands. Oh, today's episode. (laughs) 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 Today's episode is brought to you by Framebridge. Framebridge. Framebridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving the house. Excuse me, there is a fuzz on my eye. From art prints and posters to the photos sitting by your phone, you can frame bridge just about anything. It's the perfect way to give easy and thoughtful gifts. In just minutes, you can turn a photo from your phone into one of your best gifts ever. Framebridge is like a company that's like living in another century. Like it's just the way that they do everything is like so easy, so fast. And the fact, like honestly, the framing industry is so archaic. Like the fact that it takes like weeks for your frame to get done and literally costs an arm and a leg. The fact that you can just upload from your phone to this website, framebridge.com, and choose a frame and then it just like shows up at your house like that's they're living in the year 3000 no, they're living in the future and that movie back to the future instead of flying cars they should have had it's a website where you can get something framed no it's so right true your phone. you just go to framebridge.com upload your photo or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in of a physical photo um you can preview your item online in dozens of their frame styles gallery wall layouts choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers the experts at framebridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece straight to you to you or anyone on your list. A handcrafted personalized gift from Framebridge starts at $39 and all shipping is free. Plus, our listeners will get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they use the code TOAST. So get started today, frame your photos, or send someone the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code TOAST to save an additional 15% off your first order. Go to framebridge.com, promo code TOAST, framebridge.com, promo code TOAST. Olivia was just saying how she has like a million pictures of Michaela on her phone and none framed. And I'm like, Olivia, go to framebridge.com. 
Bruno.com code toast. And she did. Yeah. I'm going to need to get some framed of Bruno. I'm going to need to get some more Michaela photos in my house. I don't have enough. Yeah. It's it's photo time. It's photo Sign time. Sign on. Get your frames. First story, really the big story of the day. Taylor Swift is speaking out after Scooter Braun. Let me take that. Scooter from, Braun. I'm just going to try that again. Okay? <laughs> Scooter Braun. <laughs> Taylor Swift is speaking out after Scooter Braun sells her masters for $300 million. Taylor Swift's masters have exchanged hands yet again, and the Grammy winner is speaking out about the most recent sale. Scooter Braun, who obtained control of Swift's masters when his company Ithaca Holdings acquired Big Machine Label Group in June 2019 from founder Scott Borchetta, sold the master rights of her first six albums for more than $300 million, Variety reported on Monday. Shortly after the news broke, Taylor shared a statement on Twitter explaining that she had attempted over the past year to enter into negotiations with Braun to buy her work back, but would have been required to sign an ironclad NDA, stating she would only speak positively about the entrepreneur before being allowed to look at Big Machine's financial records. Quote, so I would have had to sign a document that would silence me forever before I could even have a chance to bid on my own work, Swift said, something she added her legal team said was absolutely not normal. She said that Scooter never would never even quote my team a price. These master recordings were not for sale to me. They um, sold them to Shamrock Holdings, who reached out to Taylor last month following the sale with hopes of working together. Right. But Taylor said in a letter back that she, quote, simply cannot in good conscience bring myself to be involved in benefiting Scooter Braun's interests directly or indirectly because she then learned that even He'll though still make money even Shamrock, though Shamrock owns Holdings it. holds them, Scooter will still make money. Right. So there's so many things going on here. One, you and I were saying, like, we were a little confused if Scooter sold all of Big Machine or just Taylor's Masters to Shamrock. It's sounding like it's just the Masters. It's sounding like it's just the Masters, but I swear the article that I read yesterday, and I read it from E, because I clicked the link in their bio from their Instagram, it said that he sold Big Machine, and I was like... That affects Rascal Flats too, so like... And I was like, well, this is misleading. Right. You know, he's not just getting rid of Taylor's worker or mm-hmm. deciding what happens to her history. But now, and I read like three different stories this morning on the original Variety article because I'm like, well, which one is it? Right. And I'm going that it is just the masters. masters. Yeah. Yeah. Now, to me, the most interesting thing here is that however much Scooter Braun originally paid for them, they are worth much less now because Taylor has vowed to never sing them. Like, she will not make... Unless she owns her masters, like, she doesn't want to make anyone any money. So I'm really surprised that he could manage to sell it for so much and, like, make a profit when they're really worth less than they were when he bought them. But maybe Shamrock thought that they would be able to work with Taylor. And then when Taylor found out that Scooter was still involved, like, honestly, I don't think this is a good investment for Shamrock. Like, she's she, she, in her statement, she has said she's already started re-recording her music, which she's now legally allowed to do starting November 2020. And it's been a great process for her creatively. And there's sunglass, lots of little surprises. Sunglass emoji, smiley face. So, like, I actually think just, like, from a financial standpoint, like, I don't know who would want these masters now because, of course, they still generate revenue. But not in, like, Taylor's fans have vowed to not stream them, to not buy them. Taylor will never perform them. So, like... It's just, it's not a good investment at this point. I feel like, honestly, Scooter Braun wanted to unload them because He Taylor, just wants to wash his hands of this whole situation, I No, think. I don't think so. Oh, I do. I, th- I don't think he wants to be the man who owns Taylor Swift's Masters anymore. I don't know. I mean, this is, every time this story comes up, it's like, I have no idea how the music industry works. Mm-hmm. And even though she's not going to perform them and her fans aren't going to buy them, they get to choose what happens to all these songs. They could put them in a million commercials. They yes. could put them in movies. They yes. could sell them. And there but are, that does devalue them when you like whore them out. Uh, yeah, but there are so many and they're such great yes. hits. Like, so I think it, they weren't worth that much. They wouldn't have paid this much. What I do think is interesting, though, is what she says about the NDA and the fact that she technically did have the opportunity to buy them back, but not without signing an NDA that pretty much said that she would never speak about Scooter again unless she had something nice to say. Well, she had to sign that NDA just to even start talking and right. get, get a look at the big machine financial Which records. Which she wouldn't do. Which, yeah, so it wasn't even... She had to sign the NDA before she could even start talking about, like, price. So, like, yeah. it was so far out. Um. Yes, but then if you think about it, like... I think it kind of makes sense why they would ask her to sign an NDA yeah. because whatever he, whatever came of the conversation, even if it didn't go anywhere, she would say, Scooter tried to sell me my songs for way too much or way yeah. too little, like undervaluing them, you know, trying to make money off of me, making money off myself. Like, I just, I understand why he was like, let's just 
have an NDA so neither of us can talk about it. And unless you want to say something really nice about me, not like forcing you to say nice things. I th- well, yeah, the forcing to say nice things is really weird. But like, no, the- but it, that's not what he's saying. He's just like, you can't speak about me unless you have something nice to say. No, no. What she said was that the NDA said like he could only speak about her in a positive way. Right. Which is another way of saying like he she just can't speak negatively. Which about I him. feel like if they had come to a, a good agreement and like wanted to like make the deal happen, then that NDA came up like Taylor might have signed it because like she was so close to getting her life's work. Like what's this one NDA? But to have put it in front of her like before she could even like start the negotiations or start the conversations like that's shady. But it's just like must be very difficult for Taylor like. Now, this is, like, the second opportunity where she got so close to buying, like, her life's work and, like, had to pass it up, like, because she couldn't in good conscience do it, you know? Yeah, but I also think that she's made peace with the whole situation. Me too. So, and she's re-recording them. Which is very exciting for us. And it's, like, not like it's, this is new information. And now the Masters, even though Scooter will still benefit, they're in the hands of a group that it seems like she feels fine towards. Yeah, yeah. The letter that she wrote to them, which she published on her Twitter, was, like, nice and sweet. Yeah. So it must feel better. They're in a better place. Yes. And I just, I think it's best for the world that it's no longer Scooter Braun. The Taylor Swift. Holding on to her masters. I mean, it's better for everyone. Like for Taylor, for Scooter, for us. Yeah, for sure. For our relationship. Yeah. it's, It's good. And you know what? It's like... Now all these, you know, rich people are fighting and we're going to benefit because we're going to get new Taylor. New Taylor. New old Taylor. Remixes, redos. Hopefully some tour versions. Like we're going to get, we're going to benefit. Yeah, maybe Shamrock will put the songs in some movies on some commercials. You know, we'll hear it while we're waiting for Housewives to come back. Like I think that's exciting. Yeah. Okay, next story. Follow up from last week's news and I'm just, I'm not pleased to be reporting this. I know. Once I do, I I don't think we'll speak about it again but I just want to confirm what we thought. Scott Disick has a sexy beach day with Amelia Hamlin. Scott Disick and Amelia Hamlin have taken their rumored romance to Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. No time for jokes right now. because Scott, ba, 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 bikini model. Because Scott Disick, 37, was spotted on the beach with his arm wrapped around the 19-year-old daughter of Lisa Rinner and Harry Hamlin, who was wearing just a teeny bikini for the outing, as seen in the photos posted by TMZ. This is the rumored couple's third public outing in as many weeks. And I'm going to go ahead and stamp a confirmation yeah. on this relationship that they are, in fact dating and not just collaborating yeah no unfortunately unfortunately I think she's more than just a model for talentless um and I don't know why that this particular um relationship seems to be bothering people more than others that have like similar age gaps like even when he started dating dating Sophia like people were weird about it but there was never this much like people are taking a really firm stance here um even like when I think of other couples like Leonardo DiCaprio and Cami Marone like they have such a big age gap but no one really um thinks of it as like predatory but like people when I was just reading social media like posts last night people are very um unhappy about this I'm one of those people uh, me too 100% and I don't know why we're like taking it more seriously than other ones and I feel like it's because as what we what we really know about Amelia Hamlin is like her parents like we just think of her so much as as a a child yeah we saw her on tv and it's like she lives at home and her mom's helping her pay rent like literally like a 16 year old like she's from what we know about her, it's like we only know like her most immature qualities, you know? That's a good point. But also for me, it's like I know Leo is like the biggest star in the world, but I actually like don't really care about like I don't stand or follow right. or anything. But like we know Scott. We were just talking about him on the show. Like I feel so fondly towards him. Yeah. Like we know him. Like we, we talk about him. feel connected. Yeah, I do. I, I'm a fan of his. And it's just disappointing to see this behavior like yeah. over and over again. And, and I feel like with Sophia, at first everyone was really – Grossed out. Really, really grossed out. He's like, she's Kylie's friend. Mm-hmm. And no one was here for it. But after a whole year of dating, we, we came around. And we were like, you know, love doesn't have an age. But when everyone you date is younger than yes. the person that came before. It's it, a pattern. It's a pattern. And it's, and it's not... It's not a good one. Yeah, I feel like society has just been very, like, on high alert recently of, like, the whole Hollywood grooming process, which is good because it's, like, a really big problem. Um, and this is just, this is definitely a red flag for me. Yeah, it's a red flag for me. I, I have no ship in this race. Not to mention, like, I just know Lisa Rinna is, like, dancing in her backyard, like, I'm going to be a Kardashian. And, like, I just hate that. I have no ship in this regatta. No, I'm not going to the gala. I'm sitting at the regatta gala this year. Yeah, me too. I just, now that we've let you know that they are probably most definitely dating, I'm not going to talk about them again because... Me too. I I don't feel like um, perpetuating their... Rising their star. Yeah, I agree. But, 
a rising star, a star who is shining, Normani, says being in fifth harmony took a toll on her confidence. She says, I didn't believe in myself. Oh my God, the more that like we learn about fifth harmony over like the years with Ali's memoir and just like everyone talking about it, like how toxic was it? Yes. When I thought they were just like five best friends who got like plucked up from obscurity and like are living their dream. It's like literally the premise of the Cheetah Girls, you know? Right. And it's not that. People no. Magazine has a first look at Normani's appearance on the cover of Women's Health. The motivation singer opened up That's in weird. her... People has yeah, exclusive the, of her on another magazine. Like, yeah. just released the magazine. No, I know, but like, they like to tease us. The edit, like, the magazine industry, like, makes no sense to I me. I know. They're trying so hard. Like, <laughs> they're struggling. They're it's like, so we'll true. give you the exclusive and our exclusive, and like, maybe the exclusives will No, they're mesh. trying so hard, like, it's killing them. Yeah. The motivation singer opened up in the latest <laughs> cover for stories for women's health about her life in lockdown and how she keeps her high self-esteem after being in fifth harmony it altered quote it alters the perception you have of yourself she said of being overlooked in the group originally comprised of her ali brooke camila cabello dinah jane and lauren jaregi it's by the way it's so true because the when they were on x factor and even after that like Camilla was so clearly like the star of the band and I think a lot of people were wondering why at X Factor they put her in a group and why because she they all auditioned by themselves and then they all got cut but then Simon thought it'd be good to throw them together so they got like a second chance which ended up making them but like Camilla everyone thought she was so far superior in terms of talent that like she should have been a solo artist and she could have won the whole competition and now it's like when we take a look at what all the girls have done. I think most people would say that Normani's actually the most talented vocally and dance wise. Right. So it's, so it's like one to be in a group where there's a clear quote unquote star, star. and you're being overlooked is a shitty feeling. And then as imagine, a 15 year old, right. And then imagine also, Oh no, but you're actually also the most talented one. Right. So like Normani eventually did get her justice, but to be like at such an impressionable age, impressionable age, like and be like scarred. Like I can actually imagine now. I could see how like traumatizing it was. I feel like some people were just like really genuinely happy to be along for the ride in Fifth Harmony, Allie Brooke. Like because I didn't really feel like she could keep up with the other girls, but now she's like in this huge, you know, global group. But for people like Normani and maybe even Camilla, who thought that they were too good for the group, like. They actually were. Yeah. She said having certain things happen so blatantly while also feeling like the other and being so young and hearing the public compare us took a toll on my confidence. Yeah. For a long time, I didn't believe in myself because I didn't feel like I was given the opportunity to. Today, she says she does daily positive affirmations to start her day to boost her self-esteem. Like She's Candace Dillard Bissett. She says, I look at myself in the mirror and manifest and speak things that I want to happen as if they already did, as if I'm already that version of myself. Not like Candace. No, I gotta, I gotta start doing that. I used to think like shit like that was so lame, like leaving post-its on the wall and like talking to yourself. And I actually think I could really benefit from yeah, it. Yeah, no, I think like, I, I remember one day I was like getting ready and um, at when I finished my glam, I like just looked in the mirror and I smiled at myself. <laughs> and I was just like... And it just, it set me on like a great vibe for the day. But I didn't do it. Like, I need to do it more. Well, you know, when we were at Fat Camp, we used to take this class called Be Your Best with Bobby. And there was that song about like what you should do every morning. You should accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative, latch on to the affirmative, don't mess with Mr. In-Between. Which I don't really understand uh, the lesson there, but I just think we need to. It's like be positive. Yeah. We just need to like. I need to start like affirming myself, you know? Yeah, I like, mean, you you would do affirmations like before your shows. So you're actually quite an affirmative queen. I would do affirmations before my show. Um, but that was just because I was so nervous. Like I just needed something to do. Whereas like, I think I should just start my day out like telling myself like I'm a bad bitch. Yeah, try it. Let us know how it goes. Yeah, maybe I'll work on some post-its too. I'll let you guys know. Yeah, start with start with the affirmations and then like you can build up to the post-its because those seem like more work. Yeah, maybe like as I'm brushing my teeth. Oh I'll be God, like yes. with the electric toothbrush in my mouth like you are such a star Claudia like no one has a better toothbrush than you that's so true no one has a better smile we talk about brush here all the time and today's episode is of course brought to you by one of our favorite products here the brush b-r-u-u-s-h brush your teeth don't brush them brushing your teeth can be a chore but brushing is fun and 100 times as effective brush cleans your teeth at 31,000 movements a minute where manual toothbrushes tap out at just $300 many electric toothbrushes are barely a step up for manual ones and some of them do a good job but they can cost over $200 so Jackie and I have been brushing now for three or four months they're so cute first of all they come in like millennial pink that's the color we both have um they have this fabulous magnetic stand so it looks very sleek on your on your countertop it's really just a fabulous experience. I've been using a manual toothbrush like my whole life and I have 
like not great teeth hygiene. And I definitely feel like a huge difference in my breath, in my teeth. Like ever since using an electric toothbrush, Ben is obsessed with it too. When you buy it, you get a travel set, you get um, heads, uh, swap, yeah. swappable heads. So your partner can use it or you don't have to buy a new one. It's really fabulous. And I think as far as all electric toothbrushes, this is the best one on the market. And it's very reasonably priced for an electric toothbrush. And if you want to save 15% off of your brush, when you use the promo code toast at brush.com. So you can try it 90 days risk-free and get a two-year warranty at brush.com. But you have to use the promo code toast. Again, that's B-R-U-U-S-H.com, promo code toast. Love it. Sign on, brush away. Okay, next story, some book news. Ooh, my fellow author. Of your fellow author. So I'm sure you've heard of the book Where the Crawdads Sing. Yes. It is the number one fiction novel of 2020. Mm-hmm. It has sold like over 4 million copies and now it's being turned into a movie. Oh. Reese Witherspoon is at the helm. Of course. They're producing it for Hello Sunshine with a bunch of other esteemed producers. The big news is they have their main character. Well, so before, for those who haven't read it, what's the book about? Okay, so I'll read Deadline's recap because it pretty much sums it up. The story pl- it takes place in the mid-20th century South and centers on Kaya, a young woman who is abandoned by her family and has to raise herself all alone in the marshes outside of her small town. The 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 setting is very OBX. Okay. They reminded me of one another, and apparently I wasn't the only one. However, when her former boyfriend is found dead, Kaya is thrust into the spotlight, instantly branded by the local townspeople and law enforcement as the sp- prime suspect for his murder. Okay. It is an amazing book. If you haven't read it yet, I'm sure like everyone who everyone has read it. Um, but they've cast their Kaya. Okay. And it's Daisy Edgar Jones who played Marianne in Normal People. You know her. <gasps> oh my God. I actually I'm love her. I'm sure you're her. waiting to be like, why do I care? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, who, Daisy? Um, I actually loved her in Normal People, and she obviously does great work in TV shows that are being adapted from books. So I'm really excited for her. And that's great. Yeah. I don't know who I would have cast in this role. I never thought about it long enough. It wouldn't have been her, but now that it's her, like, I see it mm-hmm. totally. What's her name? Daisy Edgar Jones. That's just weird because I feel like the other most popular book this year was Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh, for sure. And Normal People. And now she just right. has like a monopoly on, on, all of them. on all of the books. Well, that's very exciting for, um, it's a movie or a TV show? It's going to be a movie. Like in theaters, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. It uh. should be a really big movie. It's a really good um, book. And they have, you know, the film is being directed by Olivia Newman. And the screenplay is written by Oscar-nominated scribe Lucy Alibar. So I've really been missing going to the movies recently. Like... No, I feel like this is going to be a movie. I guess we'll come out like next year. So in like 2022 Oscars, watch out. Right, right. But do you think we'll be able to see it in theaters by then? We have two possible vaccines. Yeah, I think it's possible. I think it's possible too. So that's just some exciting news. Very exciting. Fifth and final story, a little more exciting news. Dan and Shay, Darius Rucker, and more are set to perform at the CMA Country Christmas. Oh my God, you know, they were showing commercials for this during the CMA Awards. It's going to be hosted by Thomas Rhett and Lauren Atkins. Yeah. And now we have some lineup. Kelsey Ballerini, Gabby Barrett, Florida Georgia Line, Lady A, Little Big Town, I'm sorry, Claudia, and Tim McGraw-Hay-Snitch are also set to perform on the show. Um, okay, like really quickly, I want to talk about this, but um, did you see like the tea that like all the Florida Georgia Line members like unfollowed each other? There's only two and, and their wives like unfollowed each other. I mean, I didn't see it, but you like... Margot showed it to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder what's going on. I know. I just like... I need like to... I live for drama, but not for them. Like no, no, I no. love them. They're a great duo. Like please get it together. I need to like confirm it for myself and like go and make sure they oh, actually don't... Oh, I did. Don't fo- I did. That's bad. Both of the... So there's two main singers, Tyler and Brian. Actually, his name is Brian Kelly, which is so weird because that's Brian Kelly's name. <laughs> um, and they each have wives. And now the, all four, two couples, do not follow each other on Instagram, like none. So I don't know what the T is, and I'm like really shook by it, and I'm really upset because like I'm a big FGL fan, and this is like a quarantine breakup I couldn't deal with. No, I know. Just like... Just, we have to pray, just, you guys. Yeah, just try and think, like, there's a reason, and it's fine, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Like, maybe they just had, like, a misunderstanding. Yeah, maybe their phone glitched, like. Yeah, no, and, like, people fight with their friends all the time, but they, they get over it. Think about how many times the Vanderpump Rules cast and follows each other on Instagram. That's very true. A little perspective. It's surprising that Carrie Underwood isn't performing at the CMA Country Christmas, because yes. she has her new Christmas album, My Gift. Is Kelly out. Clarkson and Brett Eldridge performing there? Oh, speaking no, of Christmas they're songs. They're not. Speaking of Christmas songs. Speaking of Christmas songs. Why, you know, don't, you, the, why the, don't you speak of Christmas songs? The Jonas Brothers released a Christmas song, which is actually quite beautiful. Yeah, we were talking about it on Halloween, remember? Yeah. Oh, we were. And they released a music video for it, um, which I didn't watch, but then somebody DM'd me. They were like, you have to watch the Jonas Brothers 
Christmas music video. And I did, and it's basically just a montage of like old videos um, from their family Christmases versus like their new Christmases with their families, like the Turners, the Chopras, like the uh, the Danielles. I don't know her last name. <laughs> Danielle Jonas. Right. <laughs> um, and so they actually used, so last, uh, last Christmas, they bought... Uh, four or five of our Toasty Lights sweaters and wore them all over their Christmas and it was so cute. And then they used the photos from their Christmas wearing the Toasty Lights sweatshirt from our store, our merch store, in the music video. So very, very exciting. exciting. Very good for business. Lots of questions about the Toasty Light sweatshirt. If it will be back, it is going to be renewed and revamped. And renewed and rejuvenated. Yeah. It's gotten the little Ramona Singer Sharon Geezy facelift. Yeah. We're really excited about it. Stay tuned for Holly merch updates coming soon. Yes. But CMA Country Christmas, very exciting. So are they singing Christmas original songs. Christmas songs? I'm sure they're, no, I'm sure they're doing covers of, yeah. you well, know, all the holiday classics. Dan and Shay have their own country song that they just released. Oh, nice. So they'll probably be singing that. I feel like some country artists Lady have their a own. have a, a Christmas album that's just beautiful. Are they? Performing. They are. Mm-hmm. Did you end up watching Darius Rucker and Reba on Andy Cohen? No, I did not. It was really good. Maybe I'll get to it, but like my content plate has just been so full. I know. I really enjoyed it. Like I've actually just been thinking about it a lot since then because Reba was like such an open book. And I feel like Andy didn't know a lot about Darius Rucker, but like left the interview like with a lot of respect for him. Um, and I just really enjoyed it. And if anyone's looking for any sort of content upper, it was it's kind of like an evergreen episode. They just talked about like country music in general. It wasn't that like topical. Um, I think you guys would really enjoy it. I did. Nice. Okay, I'll have to add it. I need to actually start making a list not just a mental list of all the things that I've been meaning to watch because they just slip through my fingers what else I don't know I just feel like I'm always like no it's on my to-do list well you're gonna watch The Undoing yes but I like that I'll remember that's like you know that's a whole weekend yeah and also just a little tea I wanted to discuss but not make a whole story because like it's like Instagram drama but are you seeing all this drama going around about Dale at Cipriani kissing yes. a girl oh my god I got all these DMs Me that too. Dale was at Cipriani on Saturday night with like two, two girls. girls and he was drunk and he was allegedly and he kissed one and I don't know I don't like want any part of it no I didn't want any part of it like we um Certain drama, like, I can just tell when, like, some... I get a lot of DMs. and like, some of it's actually good tea, and then, like, it ends up being true. But I don't like spoiling it. Like, sometimes I know... It's hard to know, but you got to know where the line is. And I saw this, and I'm like, bitch, I want no fucking part of this. Yeah. Like, they're... Claire and Dale are so messy. And, like, all... all people are just, like, so suspicious of them. And they're just, like, on their Instagram pretending everything's okay. Like, they live in another universe. That is so funny. The name Clarendale, it sounds like Arendale from Frozen. Clarendale. Totally. That's a good one. Um, okay, now we can finally like do what we came here to do, which is talk, talk about, about the crown. crown. TV recap notes. segment. Let me get my notes. Brought to you by Noom. Getting in shape doesn't have to be about losing a specific amount of weight or a magic number on the scale. It's about building healthier habits and feeling better about yourself. If fitting into a favorite pair of jeans is your goal, great. But there are many reasons why you might want to practice self-care and everyone is different. Yeah, for me, like I, if I'm ever like on a good track trying to lose weight, it's not like for a number on the scale. It's just like I feel good. Like when I'm when I'm like really not taking care of myself, like I get headaches, I get super tired. So there's a ton of different reasons why you might want to join Noom because Noom is the habit changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. Based in psychology, Noom teaches you why you do the things you do and empowers you with the tools you need to break the bad habits and replace them with better ones. Noom is not a diet. It's easy and a healthy to stick. It's an easy It's a healthy and easy to stick to way of life. No food is good, bad, or off limits on Noom. They teach you moderation, which is so lovely, and can be used in conjunction with many pre-existing popular diets if you want. So I know you do no carb, you can do Noom with that, or you can just do Noom on its own. Noom is one of the biggest and most accurate food databases available that lets you track meal habits, visualize portion sizes, and see calorie density at a glance. We're all strapped for time, so Noom is just asking you to commit 10 minutes a day for yourself. You're human, so if you go off track, there's absolutely no shaming with Noom. They just give you tips to help you get back on track tomorrow. Chat with your girl specialist in the Noom community to get and give help to people going through the same things. You know, I went to the doctor recently, and she asked me if I used a food tracker, and um, I said I used Noom, and she said that's actually the only one she recommends. Like... That's what the doctor said. I'm not even I'm not even lying. You don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial at Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash toast. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash toast to start your trial today. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash toast. Love it. I have been using Noom for the last few months just to like, you know, 
manage mm -hmm. everything going on and it's just it's the best and it also like once you input all of your information in your work like you have their help like it, it takes your mind off of it it's yeah. not like top of mind they're doing the, the work for you exactly okay let's talk about the crown so fabulous so exciting I have to say I was really glad I mean I'm only five episodes in but I'm glad that like the whole thing isn't Diana because while it is very interesting my favorite thing about the crown is kind of what it teaches you like about history and like all those random episodes of things you never heard about. Like, who knew that someone broke into Buckingham Palace and sat at the Queen's bed for 12 minutes? Like, right. that's what I love. So I'm glad that we're getting the Diana tea. But I'm also glad we're not shying it, away from the randomness. Like, Margaret Thatcher's son went missing on, like, a ride through Algeria. Oh, my God, totally. Or that there was, like, a war in the Falklands. Right, yeah, no, it's, like, it's actually a really educational show. And so as much as I live for, like, the gossip, the Meghan Markle, that type of stuff, I actually really enjoy, like, getting to know about Britain's history and, like, the most random things that, like, sound made up, but yes. they're not. Like the first one, which happened in the first episode, so spoiler, um, I did not know that Lord Mountbatten was assassinated. Dead, so upsetting. I was in shock. And as that scene was progressing, I was like, why is this being filmed so fucking weird? Yeah. Like with all the hunting and the fishing and the, you know, and the lobsters. The men walking, yeah. And the, and the underneath the water view. I was like, who's directing this episode? Like, I, I was like, this season is weird. And Lord Mountbatten was literally my favorite, even though I do think he is to blame for the entire Princess Diana, Camilla Parker's bowl thing, but he really had good intentions. Like, he was just trying to help everyone. Whose idea was it when they sat around last season? It was Granny. It was Queen Mother and Lord Mountbatten. Like, really? And the Queen when just they went... Were, when they got, had, like, Camilla and Andrew's parents come and said, like, your kids need to get married. Yeah, like, it was really... Biggest mistake in history. I know. And, of course, like, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. How were we ever going to know that, like, Charles, the biggest pussy of all time... Like, if I could describe Prince Charles, even though I... Okay, hold on. I'm, I have so many thoughts running through my mind. I need to like literally organize them. The first is, if I could describe Prince Charles in one word, it would be weak. Like he's so weak. The other thing is that, of course, I pause every two seconds to like literally watch the real footage because they're doing such an amazing job. And literally it's impossible to decipher between, you know, Diana and Charles on the crown and Diana and Charles like in real life when they did that interview where he said that weird thing. Like, oh my God, yeah, I no, I wrote it down where, he, it. where they asked, what does that like, even mean are anyway? you guys in love? And he said, whatever in love means. So bizarre. Um, but the actor who plays Charles like is unbelievable. His posture and how his hands oh are like, and his, always weirdly in his pockets. And he's always like with his head down. It's like, I thought they make you have books on your head. Yeah. Just have good posture. Like, why is he always... No, it's like, everyone needs to have good posture except for the future king. Yeah. He has the worst posture. It bothers me so much. Yeah, like, Maybe he has Princess a condition. Princess Diana has to sit with, has to speak with her hands tied around her body, but he gets to head, hang his head. No, totally. It bothers me so much. He bothers me so much. So, Lord Mountbatten, when he got killed, I was actually really sad because I thought he was like a good person. And he, and he really did have good intentions. Aside... Watching The Crown, you have to like really just, you have to push out the fact that like a lot of these people were like tied to Nazis because if you can't, if you can't forget that, like you won't like anyone. Um, and Lord Matt Batten like and Philip give me like Nazi vibes. But they weren't Nazis. Like it's, it. No, but they grew up like near them. Yeah. No, he's like. His sister. Prince Philip's sisters were Nazis, but like then they died very tragically. Yeah. When that plane went down, I was like, Right. No. But like he, wa he wasn't. So. Yeah. What are you going to do? It just, like, it gives me Nazi vibes. And, and like, I think that the crown has been, like, very anti-Nazi. And when they found out that the abdicated king was, like, talking with Hitler, they were like, get the fuck out of here. 100%. 100%. No, you're right. You're right. But it's just, it's so close to, like, that time it period. It is, but that's also because it's, like, recent history, you yeah. know? Well, the th also the thing is, is, like, I feel like in the beginning of the crown, they were moving so fast. And now I feel like they're moving very slow. Yeah, well, they're... I think this, you know, time period is more interesting and, yeah. and they're sort of savoring all of it. But they had a lot of ground to cover in the beginning. Yeah. Well, I was really sad when Matt Batten got um, assassinated. I loved him. And I didn't know that that's how his, his journey would end. And he was Philip's uncle. Yeah. Okay. Uncle Dickie. Yeah. But also like a surrogate dad for, for both of them. Right. Um, okay. That, okay. I need to talk about Margaret Thatcher's son going missing, which was just like a bit of history I never knew. So bizarre. But the scene where he comes home and he's being a little shit, shit. at the oh. table, I was like, and I was like, Margaret Thatcher's like this amazing woman. But when it comes to her like ingrate son, right. she's just like doting on his hand and foot. I was like, someone needs to give this kid like a dose of reality a slap in the face a, he was yeah. so obnoxious like when he was just like the what do you expect from bedouins like so fucking rude they no, rescued like, your ass yeah and he, he was like well they took him so many days <laughs> oh nobody knew where the fuck you were like he was bothering me so much and that's kind of just like a, a funny i feel like metaphor it's like margaret thatcher i feel like i think is like regarded as one of the greatest she's rulers the iron lady yeah there yeah. are movies about her like she's an amazing and like at the end of the day like even she's like weak to the powers <laughs> of her son like she's just a mother like yeah. it's really 
really funny. Um, but that scene bothered me a lot too. And like only the the daughter and her husband could see how insane the son was being. Like, oh, I knew where we were. Others were starting to freak out, but I knew bloody hell where we were. It's like, no, you didn't, bitch. Like, I know you were scared. Relax. No, a hundred percent. That was that was shocking. Yeah, it was crazy. I agree. Um, also speaking of Margaret Thatcher, so the scene when she goes to Balmoral and they have like all these tests, and I just feel like in every other season, like the the family like doesn't know so what to boring. do with itself. They're so boring. They like hate. Each they other. hate being royal because there's nothing to do. They have nothing to talk about. Like, and all of a sudden they're having guests and they're having so much fun they can't even m- pay attention to their guests. I'm mm-hmm. like, where has this family been all along? You guys seem like a very happy bunch. Yeah, no, I actually like felt so bad for her when like she didn't have outside shoes and it was just like, she was just like so awkward. I know. And I I'm glad that she left. Yeah, of course. My God, like get out of there. Even though that looked like a fabulous weekend. But like, I really just, and, and now where we ended episode five, like the last scene that we saw was Margaret Thatcher and her um, victory parade and like she's waving like the queen and so it sets you up for because like that this... guy who snuck in was like, she's coming for your job. Right. And so it just like put plants the seed in your head of like queen versus queen, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but in the beginning, in the first episode, I really thought they would get on. A dynamic duo. Yeah. And yeah. maybe they are, uh, did I, I, they come to be one, but right now there's some friction. Yeah. Um... Let's talk about, obviously, the meat and potatoes here, which is Diana and Camilla Parker's bowl. When they went to that... Um, Camilla Parker bowls. Thank you. I'm, I'm fucking up my plurals. Yes, you Parker's are. Parker's bowl? Nope. Parker bowls. Yeah. Okay. I'm definitely going to fuck bowls. that up. Yeah, Parker bowls. Um, that meal was really awkward. Like, Camilla Parker bowls is just so obnoxious. Like, oh, Freddie, Gladys. Like, oh, you don't know he loves to garden. Oh, he doesn't eat lunch. He gets loaded. Like, shut the fuck up. Wait, by I the hate way, girls. That's also, like the one-upper, you know? No, for sure. But also the fact that he doesn't eat lunch is like insane no also it is bizarre how like literally him and diana met for a total of an hour like no i know i didn't realize that that they really didn't know each other when they got married at all and really was like an arranged marriage because the family loved her so much because she was like this gorgeous girl and like funny and outgoing and loved music like pedigree what's not to well that's what i was also confused about like was did diana come from like she was lady diana spencer yeah did she come from a nice family like a wealthy family or a poor one because at first she's in this castle uh when her when charles comes to visit sarah and she's like living in the palace then she's sharing a flat with three friends and is a cleaning lady yes yeah, so she she comes from the quote right family okay. like because she is a her dad was a lord and um she is of that world aristocratic yeah no she i guess like she could have stayed and lived in the castle but she wanted to be in london and live with her friends got it okay so i was just like confused about like her background yeah they did not make it clear no i guess it's confusing that she was like her sister's cleaning lady yeah Um, but she was also a lady she was also a lady it was and, and i didn't realize she was a lady until they announced her at um Somewhere. Oh, when they announced the engagement, they were like, Lady Diana Spencer. And I'm like, Lady? <laughs> she's a Not clean- lady. No, she's a cleaning lady. Like, <laughs> I was just fucking confused. So that wasn't made clear to me, but I had a feeling... Because then she was living in a palace. Like, it made no sense. Yeah, no, I guess that is confusing. Maybe someone who's familiar with, like, royal... Aristocratic. Aristocratic life. But I actually think maybe maybe part of being aristocratic is, like, you have these titles and names and these family homes, but then, like, when it comes down, like, to the cash, like, right. you have to get a job. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing I thought was really interesting. When um, Margaret Thatcher referred to her son as her favorite, it made the queen wonder, like, who's my favorite? So she, like, met up with all of her kids she individually. Went on a journey. Yeah, who she, like, never, see, never sees. And I literally forgot that she had two other kids. I always think it's just... Anne and Charles. No, I was like, are they not going to show us Andrew? Well, I really thought they did an amazing job with Andrew, like him being obsessed with that movie where the girl's like 17 years old and like having all these sensual experiences. And then the only thing she says about Andrew when she's talking shit about her kids to Prince Philip is like, if we if we don't fix him. Like, yeah, like if he keeps going down this path and then like dot, dot, dot. I thought they did a brilliant job with that too, like foreshadowing what we know is to come with Andrew. But also like he w- was her favorite son. Andrew was. Andrew. Yeah, that's what she came to the conclusion of. Yeah. And you could also see how that was possible, too, because, like, they were the only one. He liked the salmon. Like, they had a fun conversation. Yeah. Everyone else was, like, you know, either. Complaining. Well, I mean, they were all lost in their own ways, but, like, they just had a a better rapport. And I don't think up until that point he had done anything illegal yet. No, but she saw in him. But she could see. But also, uh, I don't know if, like, when she went home that night, she said that to her husband. No. But it's the showrunners, like, setting us up. Because I doubt they'll go. They don't have time to go into the Jeffrey Epstein of it all. But whenever we hear Prince Andrew, that's all you can think about now. So they had to address it. Address it. And I thought they did a really brilliant job. But who knows if she actually knew at the time that he was a problem. Yeah, no, I, but it was just, like, creepy to um 
see it. It was chilling when yeah. we finally got Andrew and I was like, who's on this helicopter? I really didn't know like Me what neither. was about to happen. And, and then it's like fun loving Andrew was, I guess, who he was. Yeah. And like the queen loved it. Yeah. Who knew she had a son named Edward? No, not no. me. And he had the brace face like he was bothering me so much. <laughs> um, uh, the other thing that I wanted to say was I was actually surprised we got like none of the wedding. Like we just saw her putting a veil on. You know what? I actually appreciated that because it's like the wedding was televised. Go watch it That's if you want to see it. That's very true. You know, but we got the dress yeah. and the wedding happened. They didn't make like a whole thing about it because the whole world lived through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and just like the queen in general, like I just love her. Like I feel like Olivia Coleman. when they switched to Olivia Coleman, I was like, this is annoying. Like because I had just gotten used to everyone. There's so many characters and they all kind of look the same. So it's hard to remember. Then they switch and I was like annoyed. But I feel like I really come to just absolutely love Olivia Coleman. Like I feel like she really captures like that queenie vibe, which is like kind of snarky and like funny, but like so dead serious and like takes her job so seriously and like is literally like a queen. <laughs> um, and I just love her and I feel like I'm really going to be sad because she, this is her last season, right? Yeah, probably. But I do not about her, but I do feel like the cast, like Charles to me looks 18 years old. Like he's, uh, what age did he marry Diana? I feel like he was, he's like 30 now at That's least. the other thing. I feel like they really did a good job of making me feel really sympathetic towards her because I didn't realize A, like how young she was. B, how she was like already struggling even before she got there with, with an eating disorder. Like was just not in a great place. And I feel like, they're doing a good job of like making me maybe change my opinion. Yeah, and also building up to whatever is to come. I I agree. Like when she was living in the apartment and she like didn't have a, like one person like to be so alone all of that time Awful. when like you know the whole world is like writing about you and it's like so exciting but meanwhile you're just like bored to tears Watching reading TV. reading fan mail. Yeah. Um and the fact that Charles is absent yeah and he's in love with another woman so clearly like charles is to blame for the whole situation i don't think you could blame diana i don't think you could blame the crown even though they shouldn't have intervened with camilla parker balls because it ended up ruining it i just i really don't think you can blame anyone but charles and you have to think like someone who's so short-sighted and like and i know it sounds harsh but like even the queen says it's like you just like the duty comes before anything else. Like you want to go fuck Camilla Parker Bowles. Like the duty comes first. Duty. <laughs> the duty comes Especially first. Especially for him because he because is he's the king. going to be the king. Like for everyone else, they have their jobs to do. But you know what? If you if you need to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that to get by, go ahead. But like you're the motherfucking king. Right. So I be. know it sounds harsh, but it's like we don't care about your feelings, Charles. Like there's so much more at stake here. And the fact that he wasn't able to do that and continued to be so reckless and irresponsible, it makes you think like what kind of king is he gonna be totally the scene where he's showing his mom the garden oh and my what god he's gonna do. my own little shangri-la and then he starts like quoting poetry and she was like where's lunch <laughs> yeah no no, no. <laughs> i was like she's everything of the sort because she's so focused on the monarchy and she's been able to really separate her personal life from like her work duty life and even her and her husband it's like it maybe in the beginning like she wanted to marry him and she was head over heels for him and then it got really fucking hard mm -hmm. but she stayed the course she never wandered so when she's giving this advice to the other she Anne. did it. She's she's speaking from experience. It can be done. Like you can build something great off of not that much to work with to begin with. And but when just he mutual said that, respect, right? When he said that to Charles the night before his wedding, like it's a seed, and then it blooms, and then it's forty years of marriage. Like it's work, sure, but like it can be done. She knows from experience. Her mother has done it. So many people before them have done it. And I understand that it's like you know you just want to go with every whim in your heart. Of but course. like when you are a royal, that is not an option. Yeah, and so I feel like. It was just so messy and it gets so bad and it's literally all because of Charles. And he was also at the end of the day, like not a warm person. It's like, all right, it's one thing to not like be obsessed with your wife and like be fucking someone else, but like to leave her alone for six weeks at a time and not call like that's your wife. Like you, you got to call. Yeah. You got to do something. Let her have a friend over like something for sure. He was just the worst. And I feel like so many of the things that ended up happening could have been avoided if he had just been like a more mature if he just went about things differently yeah yeah i agree and listen to his fucking grandmother i know he thinks that his family's cold and no, he's and the one he who appreciates oh yeah he thinks he's gonna be the one to be the greatest king because he can he can be there and feel for and them. appreciate poetry no but like he said in the last season like that that's gonna be his great asset is the fact that he he is so empathetic sympathetic feeling but it's like it's actually not the way to do it yeah I just like really really want William to be the next king like I just think he's he he has the same vibe as granny like 
monarchy first. He didn't fuck around like when it was time to get married. Like he got married to the best possible girl he could find, who I think he also just like really luckily also is in love with. Um, and they had like kids right away. Like I just think he did everything right and he put the monarchy first. And I just think that type of behavior should be rewarded. I agree. And I've been seeing a lot of headlines, but I haven't been reading any articles about the crown or what the cast has said. But I've been seeing some stuff where it's like this season is going to make people turn on Charles. Good. And I wonder how that will affect the abdication. The, the just like the course of history. I wonder if this show will affect the course of history. I don't think so. I, I you never know. I know. They really do take what the public. press says and the public says to heart because they are That's public true. servants. Yeah. And I think it will be interesting. Yeah. I also think it's really interesting how there's this like fluid there's this fluidity between all the seasons where it's like Queen Elizabeth is known for like being the youngest queen and like ushering the royal family from like this kind of unaccessible like image to like being more relatable even though they're still royals like she really like ushered them into the 21st century yes and I feel like I appreciate how that's still a constant how like whether or not she means it, she's still now in the fifth, fourth season talking about how, like, it's important to meet members of the general public. And even though they're putting on their gloves, like, she still fancies herself like a relatable queen. Yeah. Literally. We love a relatable queen. Literally. But also, it's so interesting because it's like she's responsible for that change, but the change came from doing nothing. Like, allow, t- like, time and history to do its thing and we will be this constant thing like it's not like she had to wake up every day and say what are we going to do it's like no we wake up every day and no matter how hard it is we do nothing yeah and also it kind of um what kind of I actually really liked what she said is like she's now been the queen for what like 50 years and she's in the show in the show it's like probably around 30 okay 25 so she's seen like tons of different prime ministers wars um different eras of crises and and it's when you're living through those crises you feel like like I feel like right now in America like this like, is the end like we are going through a crisis like our country's so divided and and it's like it feels like oh, this is the end of the world and it's like it's never gonna it's never been as bad as it is now and it's like the worst but hearing you're being like it's just part of a country like, like countries bounce back you go through crises back. you go through recessions but like you always bounce back because they have to it was very um comforting to hear her say that yeah and I believed it because she comes from a perspective of like literally just watching time pass. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. It is interesting. She's she's a queen. No, in every sense of the word, she's the queen. Yeah. I love her. I love her too. I'm excited to watch. the. But I feel like I vote like throughout all of watching every season, like I love her so much. And this is the first season where I'm, there have been some moments where I just, I just question, you know, yeah. and I just wish she was like a little bit. But I guess she has to be constant. She remains unchanged. Even if Margaret Thatcher would have preferred her to, you know, stay indoors for the weekend. Like, she's a queen. She's she's going to do what she's always done. Yeah, no, the Balmoral's weekend, like, really rubbed me the wrong way. Like, especially, like, like Anne, like, just being so unfriendly. Oh, and Margaret, like, even though Margaret, I don't know if this is actually how it happened in history, but she's the only one who said we should not let Diana and Charles get married. Like, as royals and as human beings. Like, Oh, my God, it's so confusing that Princess Margaret and Margaret Thatcher have the oh, same sorry. name. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Princess Margaret was the only one. They were all in the office and they were like, yeah. she was like, we cannot go through with this wedding. And no one really seemed to be that alarmed by the fact that they weren't like so deeply in love. But she knew because she had been through a very tumultuous marriage too. And I don't know if that's actually how it happened, but it's crazy that there was one person like who saw the potential danger. Yeah. In the, in the wedding. Yeah. No. It's just an excellent show. I'll probably finish it today. Um, I'm going to try, but with Bachelorette and uh, all this, like maybe we'll do like two more episodes. I don't know then... how I can go from watching like a cinematic masterpiece like The Crown to like an actual piece of shit, which is 70% commercials tell on em, ABC. Sis. Like, tell them, sis. It's like, how are these my interests? Like, <laughs> I don't want to watch The Bachelorette. Yeah. Even though I'm gay Fertasia, so like I will. That's true. But like to go from Buckingham Palace, Balmoral, to Sandringham, the to, to La Quinta. To, right, to the Bachelor <laughs> Mansion. Like it's just nothing of the sort. <laughs> no, it's really not. Um, so we will keep you updated on our journey to the Crown season finale, hopefully tomorrow or the next day. Um, but yeah, that's our show. Anything you want to say before we wrap it up? No, I believe that's all she wrote, you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places we're now available on Amazon Music. So wherever you find your podcast, find us, the Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you have an incredible day. Stay safe. Be nice to your friends. Have a great day. 
day and we'll see you tomorrow. tomorrow. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.